And so I shifted the service order because a lot of times the language that we were just looking at at John gets, gets freighted into communion. And as powerful as that imagery is, I don't think that was John's intention. In fact, he doesn't mention the Passover meal because Jesus dies before it in the Gospel of John. Not that, that, not that the meaning of Passover is not just embedded in Jesus' identity. Who does John the Baptist define Jesus as at the beginning of the Gospel of John? There he is, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. But it's, it's the meaning of Passover that is being embraced as, as Jesus is called that. And, and once again... I refer you back to our long series on communion. It's a table, not an altar. The, re- the, the words we just read about the flesh and blood of Jesus have been sacramentalized over the years, and often we can't hear them without, thank you for reminding me about my glasses, we look at them through the lenses of the tradition that has developed about communion and the bread and wine becoming the body and blood of Jesus. When you go all the way with that, you have a doctrine called transubstantiation, and Jesus is sacrificed again at every communion service. Nothing could be further from the truth. Read Hebrews 9 and 10, my brothers and sisters. But we also can do the same thing on an emotional level, and as as I often say, Jesus could have chosen any of the Jewish festivals to identify his gospel with, his death and burial and resurrection. We associate it with Yom Kippur, which just passed, the Day of Atonement. Jesus does not. He associates his life, his death, his burial and resurrection with Passover, the story of freedom, being freed from slavery, freed from the slavery of sin and death. And Passover is a joyous celebration. If you've ever been at a Seder, uh, we, we won't go into that. But, but as in terms of our coming to the table, that is not an altar that Jesus is not being sacrificed at any longer. If we walk more with our brothers and sisters in the New Testament, their communion is never a separate sacramental meal like this, it's part of supper. And everybody gathers around the table, and it's a celebration. You, you remember the Corinthians get in trouble because they're drinking too much wine. It's a love feast, is how it's referred to in the book of Jude. And so as we gather around the table today, uh, even though I, I'm saying let's not invoke this language of flesh and blood, because this is not where John brings us with it. It is a place where the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, he is slain as the Passover lambs are slain in the Gospel of John. And that little meal they have, right after Jesus washes their feet, which I just love how the Holy Spirit just lines little tidbits up, and we looked at that in class today. Jesus washes their feet, And then they have a nominal meal that basically is a snack whose only purpose is for us to learn who Judas is. The one who dips his bread in the cup is the one. It's like three sentences. 
Some have even said that John is, let's not go there. Anyhow, it's a very brief meal that's not associated with Passover or freighted with this language. If John really wanted us to make this how we do, do those meals, he, he, he would put this here in that moment, but it's just, it's Judas, and that's all there is. So as we come to this table, once again, we go to the celebration table of Jesus being the one who frees us from slavery. The exile is over. The exodus is over. We are, we are freed and, 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 and given the gift of the Spirit and given the gift of community and the church as, as, as the story continues on. So as we take this bread and cup together, uh, first of all, if you're visiting, some of the cups look like they don't have anything in them, but there's really a little piece of bread in there. So, so take one of those and take the cup and take it back and, uh, and take those elements at, at your leisure. Uh, but I, I urge us to, to once again um, view this as a moment of celebration and joy because the end of the story, well, it's not over story is still here in us, as we talked about in class, because Jesus leaves, just, just as he just referred to, Jesus leaves so he can send the Spirit, so that we can be the body of Christ to the world around us. So as we remember who Jesus is, who he was, and who he is, and his victorious resurrection over death, we join with his body all over time, all over the world, in reminding ourselves that our lives are given to us, are based upon Jesus, his life, the bread of life who comes from heaven. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for, for reminding us week after week. You know us so well and how quickly we could forget. And so you've called us every week to remember your... Uh, your sacrifice and your victory, your, uh, your giving all that you have to rescue every one of us, to remember your love that moves heaven and earth, changes the universe itself, so that you can wrap your arms around each one of us again. So bless us as we eat this bread and drink this cup to remember the depth of your love for us and, and to be moved to share your love with others as we are your body now until you call us home. We praise and thank you and lift ourselves to you, asking you to work in this time in Jesus' name. Amen.